It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Jonathan Zaslow, Miami. In yes. Lexington, Kentucky, here ready to go. It's beautiful here in Lexington. It's always beautiful there in Miami. Uh, Miami, who unbeknownst to me until recently, produces the biggest homers I've ever met. But I say that in a <laughs> loving way with Amber Wilson and Jonathan Zaslow. That's he's already list. got the Dolphins in the, in the Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, he's going to be very upset when I give the NFL preseason power rankings that the Dolphins are not higher. The top 10 has come out. ESPN, uh, has, they've crunched the numbers. They've done the data. And here are their top 10. At number 10, they have the Detroit Lions. Number nine, the rankings. Los Angeles. It. Well, yeah, just for the record, yeah. Zaslow said during the break if there's that he loves power rankings, which is such an odd thing to love. You know, everybody like, who knows me knows that. Everyone knows that. So you mean if I ask a friend of yours and I'm just like, tell yeah. me something about Zaslow, they're going to say he loves power rankings? I guess he loves a good power ranking. And I'm like, yeah, he knows me. He knows me well. Wow, we got to get you a hobby. Number 10 is the Detroit Lions. Number 9 is the L.A. Chargers. Number 8, the Baltimore Ravens. 7, the Dallas Cowboys. 6, your Miami Dolphins. Yes. 5, Buffalo Bills. 4, San Francisco 49ers. 3, Cincinnati Bengals. And then 2, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number 1, the Kansas City Chiefs going for a repeat. Look at that list. What sticks out to you as the best ranking and the worst of the group? The first thing I want to ask you, though, real quick, Matt, have you ever gotten to vote in one? Like, how do I get to vote in one of the power rankings? How can I earn a vote? Have you ever voted? Uh, I think you have to know Adam Schefter, and I, I, and I don't, and so I don't think you get to do it. But I've Put never me in touch. Somebody. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a voting thing. I think it's a power rankings. I think they're crunching numbers here of some sort. Well, I want to be a part of the process at some point, all right? For well, you me, are excited about it. Well, I love a good power ranking. Everybody knows that. The one that stands out to me the most is actually at number 10, the Detroit Lions. Because what okay. you're telling me there, Matt, is they're the fourth best team in the NFC. There are six AFC teams. There are four NFC teams. That's math. You're telling me they're the fourth best NFC team. And I don't buy it. I mean, I, I know everybody. Well, who would you put instead? I don't think that's crazy. Who's well, better? I, I don't think they're a playoff team. Okay, so who's better? You got to pick. You can't just. You can't be like just saying they they shouldn't be number ten. Who is better totally. than Detroit? Totally. If I'm going to take them off, I got to put somebody on. Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, in their I, I think Minnesota. Somebody's got to win that division. I think Minnesota will find a way to still win that division. So I don't think that's how Detroit would get into the playoffs. And I'm putting three teams in, actually, from the NFC East into the postseason. I do not think Detroit is a playoff team. Everybody loves Dan Campbell and all the machismo. I get it. But can I see it first, all right? We could do Oklahoma drills every morning, but eventually, if we're not making the playoffs, it doesn't mean a whole lot. So the one that stands out the most to me is, 
can I see it first? Can I see it before I believe it? So the Detroit Lions, to me, I take right off there. Is there one that you would take off the top ten? Uh, no. I Well, yes. I like nine of the ten. I would take your Miami Dolphins off. Because oh, I you're think, just saying that. You're just no, saying I'm not, that. I'm not just saying that. I actually – I like the list, to be quite frank with you. I think it's actually really well done. I, I would take the Dolphins off, and I would put Jacksonville in the top ten. So I would probably go – my case for the Dolphins is I don't think Tua will be healthy, and I don't think they were that great when he was healthy. I think they uh, seven won, and three at the points when he got hurt. seven and three and won a lot of won a lot of close games. I mean, again, the close game. I always like to look at the close game on and off because teams that win a lot of close games that one year, the next year tend to, to to lose them, and vice versa. The Bears last year lost a lot of close games at the end. I like them to be better this year. Minnesota won a lot of close games last year. I like them to lose them. I felt that way about Miami. So I would take them off, not substantially. I'd probably put them at 11 or 12. I like Jacksonville. My biggest grievance with it is I think the top three teams should all be from the AFC. I think it should be Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. Uh, I actually, everybody is just penciling in the Eagles. And no Super Bowl loser has the success. Only Brady has taken a Super Bowl loser I think it's because I don't know. I think there's a little they're, bit they're of bad so luck. They're so sad that they lost and they're like well, they drop off the next year. And anytime a team has a lot of success, they have to make salary cap changes and for whatever reason it seems to affect the losers more than the winners. Yeah. So I I'm going to say Chiefs, Bengals, uh Bills, I would put the, maybe the 49ers, but I think Jacksonville is the 7th or 8th best team in the league. Are the I was going to say are the 49ers a little bit too high because they we are know the because we know the roster is really great, but Brock Purdy, I get it, seven and one, including the playoffs last year. Are 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 we trusting that going into year number two, everybody's got the tape now, everyone's got film on Brock Purdy? Do we believe in what Brock Purdy's going to do? I don't for this necessarily believe in Brock Purdy, but I believe in Shanahan, and I think he, one of the things he's shown is he can make a good quarterback out of al- almost anybody. I mean, Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. Trey Lance was playing pretty well until he got hurt, and then Brock Purdy did well. So I, I actually think I, I don't have a belief in any of those quarterbacks. He, he kind of reminds me of, of back when Belichick was at his peak. I wouldn't have wanted any guy Belichick gave up, but I liked any guy going there because I think he would get the best of them. I don't like the idea of any of these guys outside the system, but I trust, uh, Jonathan, pretty much anybody in the system. Are you in on them going with Brock Purdy instead of Eh, Trey Lance? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Brock Purdy... I think he's probably an average quarterback in the NFL, but I think, again, with Shanahan, they can be really good. I think that's all they need. I think that you can be really good as an average quarterback. I I think the two teams that should be higher, I mentioned Jacksonville, and I would also say the Ravens. I think there's an argument. I actually think there's an argument that the fourth best team is the Ravens. I think the AFC is so much better than the the NFC. I mean, I think there is a substantial case that eight of the best teams Ten teams are in the AFC. That's just how I look at the league, and so I think if if, if Lamar is healthy, if you get o- Odell Beckham Jr., I really like the Ravens to have a great year. I would bump the Ravens up a little bit. I'm super high on the Ravens. You know, sometimes the player he gets the big contract and maybe you know he relaxes a little bit, treats it as the finish line instead of a starting point. 
I don't see that with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson gets that contract and he still feels that he's got a lot to prove because of maybe how difficult it was to secure that deal and because of what everyone was saying about him during that whole process. I don't know what the new offensive coordinator that Lamar Jackson is going to have better than his MVP year. You're asking for a lot if that's what you're expecting out of him. But I think we're talking about a super dedicated Lamar Jackson this season. I would put the Ravens a little bit higher. I'm super high on the Ravens. Yeah, my biggest thing about Lamar Jackson, he played for Louisville, which is the biggest rival of Kentucky and who it is in my blood. Literally, if you if you were to take out my blood, there would be anti-Cardinals uh, platelets in it. And yet I still really like Lamar because that's how good he is and that's what a good person I think he is. And I think he's going to have a big year. He doesn't have to be as good as he was his MVP year. He's got a lot more right. weapons. That year he didn't have anything. That year he was running for his life most of the time. I think yeah. they're going to be a lot better. I think their defense is better than it was that year. So I do like the Ravens. Do, I, do, do we both agree with the Chiefs at number one, correct? Yeah, yes, we agree with the Chiefs, yes. As long as Mahomes is there, I'm probably going to have him number one for the next eight to ten years. And I'm good Can't with the con- Eagles at number two. I, I know you wanted to move them down a little bit, and I understand the Super Bowl loser usually drops off a bit, but Jalen Hurts is so on the ascension that like, I'm, I'm good with Philadelphia number two. It may be. I hope so. But – a lot of people said that about Lamar, and then the next year there was a big drop-off. So we'll see We'll see what ends up happening. Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save, and I hope you do, when you bundle your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. I was talking to Lazo the other day. He was like, I have motorcycle insurance, I have RV insurance, and I have boat insurance. And I was like, why don't you bundle them? You know, you're so rich. Just bundle them all together, save some money, and it'll work out. You can learn more at Progressive.com. Dropping Mayfield. Mayfield throws toward the end zone. Caught ball. Was he in bounds? Was he in bounds? Yes, he Touchdown, was Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Trey Palmer. Find the ladder in the end zone. That was courtesy of 98 Rock. I like the Tampa Bay announcer because he sounds like he should be calling Auburn football with that, uh, with that voice. Gene He's Deckerhoff. What's his name? Gene Deckerhoff. Gene Deckerhoff. That's a yep. great name. When your name's yep. Matt Jones, you appreciate last names like Gerhoff. He is going to be calling a lot of Baker Mayfield plays this year as the Tampa Bay Bucks have named Baker the starting quarterback. Todd Bowles, the head coach, gave this as the reason why. There's a lot that goes into it. I can't sit up here and give you every detail. You know, we go through many camp, training camp and OTAs, and we love everything Kyle has done, and he's gotten leaps and bounds better than he has in the spring, and he's continuing to get better, and we're excited about him. Uh, Baker's our guy right now, uh, experience-wise and understanding the playbook just a little bit better. He can throw it. He's very smart. He understands football very well. He can read defenses. He's very good for the scheme we're using, as is Kyle. I'm not denying that either, but Baker's the guy we're going with right now, and we're comfortable with that. Baker's one, Kyle's two. By the way, he said, I could give you – I'm not going to go through every little little detail. And then he gave absolutely no detail at all and said – and gave no reason. Matter of fact, most of the comments were about how good Kyle was. What do you make of that? I mean, I watched Kyle Trask a lot in, in college as well and thought, yeah, that's a guy who could play in the NFL. He was very but I do good wonder, Florida. I do wonder if he can play in the NFL if they're starting Baker Mayfield. Like, if he can play at all, why are you starting Baker Mayfield? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a bad look for Kyle Trask. I know, like, he was drafted into a good situation. Wow, you get to sit behind Tom Brady. You're going to learn from him, and maybe when he eventually retires at 62 years old, you'll still be in the league, and you'll have learned a lot. And the fact that it didn't take, I guess, and you're right, it's Baker Mayfield, because we know what Baker Mayfield is. I think Baker Mayfield, really solid backup quarterback. We know what Baker Mayfield is in the NFL. So I think it's a bad look for Kyle Trask. But overall, between both of them, I kind of greet it with a shoulder shrug. It's like, all right, you know, you, you're going to be bad either way. You lost Brady. You got but some that's equity why you play, with the fan right? base. If you're going to be bad any or either way, play Kyle Trask. Because, like, I know that for if, I'm, if I play Baker Mayfield – I know what I'm going to be, which is mediocre, probably have one exciting Sunday night comeback that or Thursday night comeback on Amazon, and that'll be fun, but ultimately it will be meaningless. If you want to find out if Kyle Trask is an NFL, or maybe they don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback, which I is why. what it is. Well, so if that's the reason, then I think it makes sense. If you're like, okay, we're going to stink, how about we try to stink a little less but I also, to be honest, I don't really get that either because on some level, this is a good quarterback draft next year. I just don't – I don't really understand. I think what, what it says to me is no matter what Todd Bowles tells, tells me, I'm now back to me thinks thou doth protest too much. If you thought he had a shot of playing in the NFL, you start him this year. Yeah. I, I, I think, though, whichever guy they were going with – I think we're both going to agree, right, when I say the other guy is going to be starting games by, like, week 9 or 10? Oh, yeah. They're both going to get hurt. They're both going to not be very good. Um, So, I think that – look, you mentioned that you kind of went, uh. I think, uh, about the entire NFC South. I'm actually – friends with one person that works in the NFL, and that's Dave Ragone. He's the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. If it wasn't for him, there is not a scenario you could make me turn on an NFC South game at gunpoint. What in the world would be the point? Those are the four – next to the Cardinals, are those not the four most boring teams to think about this year? At least with Houston, you can see C.J. Stroud. I guess Bryce Young is moderately interesting, but the Saints and Tampa Bay and the Falcons, I have no interest in what they do this year. Well, and I think the reason actually that the Panthers and Bryce Young are still going to be completely uninteresting is because you're not going to really get to see Bryce Young cook. Like, they're going to be so bad, and they're not going to be able to protect him. He's going to be running around for his life out there. So it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a brutal watch if you were to turn on a Panther game because you want to watch Bryce Young. But, yeah, NFC South and AFC South, brutal divisions. And, I mean, I, I guess that's why I think New Orleans is going to be all right. It's kind of by default. I don't is that know just because you, you saw that one picture? You saw that one picture of David Carr, and you were like – you were like sort of, uh, what, envious of his muscles? Was that what it was? First of all, I like that you called him David because I always make that mistake. I always yeah. confuse the two of them. Which so one I did I better. say David? Is, is, is he Derek or is he David? Because I still I'm don't know I'm pretty sure he's which. Derek. I always make okay. the mistake. I think he's Derek. But – that's a competent quarterback. You look at the other teams, and either it's a super young quarterback or it's a backup quarterback. So somebody's got to win that division. That's what, This is one of those years, like, you could see it. We, I know we've had seven and nine teams. I, I think maybe that Cardinal team that lost in the Super Bowl, great game against the Steelers. I think they were a seven-win team maybe, but this could be a seven or an eight-win team, eight and nine. This could be an under 500 division winner.
right, in that NFC South? Oh, I think that yeah, it could. Now the NFC's not great, so I mean, there's still a world that one of them finishes nine and eight. I don't really care. I do. Here's what here, here's what I will do. This is what I like about the NFC South. You can always tell who the lowest ranked announcing team is for each network. Oh no, by who's calling the NFC South games? When you turn on an NFC South game, if you're hearing voices you know that person's at the bottom of the totem pole on Fox or CBS. That's really what I enjoy. As somebody who likes – you like power rankings. I like announcer power power rankings. And literally, they just call people and they're around the block, and they're like, you got anything to do Sunday? Would you like to call the Falcons-Saints game? All right, go for it. It is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to NFL announcing. I know you don't want to say that because you're like – You're trying to be nice. (laughs) See, I don't know any. Of them. They don't come to Kentucky. I'm sure they're wonderful people, but l- listen, when you get your announcer pairings and you see I am on Saints Falcons, you know what that says about your future. You're like, I'm the Saints Falcons guy. Look, I've been there. We had some lean years here as Dolphin fans. Like, I, I totally get. I'm not going to say any names, saying. but you know the names. You know the people that always call Saints Falcons. They're all they're excellent. Pe- there are people out there who have called 46 Falcons games in the last three years, and, and they're calling their agent and going, can we not get one step up on the totem pole? Do I have to get the Falcons again? You're not saying yourself, let me get a look at Bijan Robinson running around the field like a cheetah? No, that's not grabbing your attention? I don't care. Look, he's gonna. here's what's going to happen with Bijan Robinson. He's going to be good for the next three years. Then he's going to hold out for more money. He's not going to get it. We're going to have to talk about whether or not he's going to get traded. He'll sign for the, for the regular thing they gave him initially. That's going to be everything we've just done, done with Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, with Jonathan Taylor. We're going to be doing it with B.J. Rob, B. John Robinson in three or four years, although I think he will be good. I think you're right. I think right, I think so you that, mapped out. I think you mapped out Bijan. It's very depressing for Bijan, but I think I you know. mapped out Bijan Robinson's career. You know, many years ago, they Willie Nelson said, "Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys." I'm, there's a new version. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs because they're not going to have a very long career, and it's, it's going to be ultimately sad. And don't let them call the Falcons Saints game either. Now, which quarterback has the most on the line this season? We'll move to a topic that won't make Zaslow squirm. That's next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. What are we? Oh, whoa. Okay, so this is a change. At the beginning, I was like, what are we playing here? Who is this? This is, uh, I don't know. Who is this, folks? Yay. Folks. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. Oh, I was yeah. about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I've stopped trying to follow modern music, but I kind of, I think it was Kanye was kind of, kind of when I moved away from it. He was like the one person that I just, I, everyone loved and I never really got behind it. So I'm not surprised I got that wrong. But all uh, I listen to is from the 90s. I listen to 90s. What's your band? You like like some 41? No, <laughs> I love. I'm a rock guy. I'm a classic rock like guy. I'm a, like what are we well, talking about? Well, I mean, if we're talking way classic rock, Led Zeppelin. But you said 90s. Give me the nine. I mean, everybody could the 90s rock. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. So that's okay, Seattle gotcha. area, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Yeah, grunge. A, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, gotcha. that's my deal. That's me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the music, uh, the era that I grew up in. So I know that stuff. I actually went back. There's a channel on Roku that just shows 90s music videos. Yes. And I forgot like how, how high budget all those were. You know, people... People made them like little movies back then, and now I oh, don't even... Oh, it's so great. I mean, you, you used to put on MTV. I know I'm, I'm the old man yelling at the clouds right now, but you would put on MTV, just put it on for an hour. You're getting banger music video after banger music video. Don't say banger music video. Like, you're, you're too old to say that. Like, just say that, just say it's music video. You I and thought I that can't was like a cool thing to say. I know, you, know? you can't say banger. I, who can say it, however... Is James Harden. James Harden has been fined $100,000. That's a big by fine. The, by the 76ers for comments in which he called Daryl Morey a liar. And the NBA announced that it was the fine was because he would not perform the services called for under his player contract unless traded to another team. That was where apparently he screwed up. I, you know, let's put Harden to the side because Harden, if there's one thing we know that he will do, he'll whine in one direction or the other. So I'm not, I'm less interested in this about Harden, but I am interested in the facts of what he means by liar. I mean, on the, you know, the the reports are now coming out that what he meant was, well, Morey said he would trade me and now he says he won't. But I feel like the more likely scenario is he's implying that Daryl Morey gave him a promise to get him to take less money last year, which would be illegal under the salary cap, and now everyone's scrambling trying to cover it up. What do you think? Do you agree with me that the more likely scenario is the latter? Yeah, when when he got in front of that camp and announced that Daryl Morey is a liar and he'll never play for him again, it seemed so obvious to me that he he gave back money and signed a smaller deal for them to sign his pal P.J. Tucker and also Daniel House with the, the wink-wink that we will make it up to you, we will make you whole next year. So there was that 
scenario where he gave up money and could be calling Maury a liar. And then even this offseason where opting into the contract, maybe they told him, all right, if we can't find a trade for you, we will extend you here. So there were two scenarios where I thought it was obvious that he's talking about money. But here's where I where I get pause, Matt. James Harden is clearly angry at the Sixers and really angry at Daryl Morey. Yes. What is stopping him from telling the truth then to the league? That Daryl Morey and the Sixers made me a promise. James Harden's not going to be punished for that. The Sixers will be yeah, punished for Yeah, but I think at that point... I'm not saying this is what he's doing, but you would be sort of cutting off your nose to spite your face because then the rest of the league wouldn't trust you in some ways. Like, I mean, I, the, the, it could be the case that people do this stuff all the time, right? And they don't tell anyone, and there's kind of a knowledge Definitely. of we don't say anything about this, so don't, you know, just don't squeal. And then we see that in all levels of profession. So I wonder if maybe that's what it is. But it's interesting to me that the NBA – as as part of that fine, seems to be closing the book on the case before I really got an answer as to what Harden meant. Um, hundred thousand. Well, I mean, apparently, it's I, you promised to qu- trade me quickly. That's all I meant by which is a weak thing. Well, that's, to call I mean, him a liar I, but about. you don't know. I don't believe that. I mean, I have no. No, I don't either. I, 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 what kind of promise is trade me quickly? That does. I mean, the season we're still months away from the season even starting. So I don't. And it I, can't I, just be trade me for nothing. Another team has to want to trade for you. Yeah, well, that's that's a whole nother thing. Which is why would you? I mean, the problem for James Harden is the NBA is completely different than the NFL. In the NFL, with the exception of a handful of quarterbacks, nobody's all that valuable. So, like, you you realize that getting traded is harder than you think. I'm always amazed at how small the returns are for players in the NFL. In the NBA, it's the exact opposite. When you make a certain amount of money, there's only a handful of teams that can trade for you. And the reality is the only teams that can trade for Harden really are teams that have no chance of being good, and they're young and rebuilding. And if you're young and rebuilding, why in the world would you want the toxicity of James Harden in your locker room? So he's in a catch-22. The only people that would put up with James Harden are contenders. Contenders can't afford him except Philadelphia, and the teams that can't afford him because he wants more money aren't contenders and don't want his presence, and he's stuck. So it's 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 a different situation than Jonathan Taylor in terms of how he got stuck, but he's still stuck, and there's nothing he could do about it. They should the Sixers should trade James Harden for Jonathan Taylor. The two these two teams be good. should be get fair. together and trade and trade their disgruntled players for each other. The thing that always stands out to me in situations like this, and and this always seems to be the case with the NBA player when he's unhappy. You know, James Harden is clearly has made it personal with Daryl Morey. That's why he didn't say the Sixers are liars. Daryl Morey is a liar. Well, so maybe he's trying be- to get him fired, right? I mean, like maybe, maybe that's part of it. Maybe, but this has clearly become very personal for James Harden. And that's always a funny thing to me because when the player's contract runs out, and that's fine, you're a free agent, you want to go leave and move on, it's business. It's nothing personal. (laughs) Well, in this situation, when the team says they will look for a trade for you right away and then ultimately decides, yeah, you know what? This is just, there's no good deal out there. We're not trading you for nothing. You got to understand, this is not personal. This is 
business. So when the team does the thing that's business-related, then it's always very personal for the player. And that's where we are right now. Yeah, that's true. But in the NBA, the player always has the upper hand. I mean, that's just the way it's set up in the NFL. It's the exact opposite. I mean, the NFL, every time they cut a player, people say, well, that's just business. It's not personal. The NBA is a player's league in a way that the other sports are not. And they've earned that over the time because one NBA player – makes more of a difference in the NBA than any other sport. I mean, there's no other sport where one player uh, sort of makes a bigger change. So I get it, but I just think James Harden, it's just another person that has sort of worn out their welcome in some ways and made it to where they're sort of persona non grata and they only have themselves to blame. They only have he, he only has himself to blame. He's the one uh, that did this. Now We should, we should the, also point out, though, by the way, Matt, James Harden undefeated in these situations. Asking for a trade, wanting out, undefeated. Well, there's nobody more toxic. Well, they're, they're, Kyrie would 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 fight with him for it. But the toxic. But the difference is Kyrie's actually won, and James Harden has not. We did the X factors in the AFC just a little bit ago. How about the X factors in the NFC? Who are the X factors in each division? That's next here on Canty and Carl. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It's time for Canty and Carlin's Pacey NFL segment. I mean, this really is the worst music that I have heard a lot I feel on like the it radio. It connotes long. people having a good time. Yeah, but like seventy-five-year-olds in Queens at a at a dance-off. I mean, that's why that's can't what it the blue hairs have a good time? No, they should have a good time. Normally, that's at like Denny's or Frisch's Big Boy, but I guess it's here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We did the. It's time for the biggest X factor. We did the X factors in the AFC. Let's do some X factors in the NFC. Let's go with my man Shannon. What do we got? First and foremost, I just like to say how much I respect Matt Jones's kayfabe ability. You are the master. <laughs> how sir. about that? It's just how about the that? Stu- the things that are discussed during the break. Juxtaposed to what's being said on air, you're you're, you're one of one, man. 
You are, you are in fact him, is what the kids say. All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very All right, well. look, we're gonna look at the biggest factors from each NFC division. Uh, Zaz, I will start with you. NFC. You started East. with him last time. You just don't hey, like me going hey, first. Hey, hey, hey. He was ready. He had his notes. He was ready to okay, go. Okay, you go. Go to go. Start with him. All right, Zaz. I'll get to. I'll get to you in a second. I'll have you go next on the next team, the next division. So, Zaz, we'll start with you. NFC East. Yeah. Who or what is the biggest X factor in deciding the NFC East this season? Yeah, I think I think three teams are making the postseason out of the NFC East. But for me, the biggest X factor comes from the New York Giants. And it's Daniel Jones. Can we see a progression, continue an ascension for Daniel Jones? Had a great first half of last season. Brian Dayball, certainly new coach there last year, worked wonders for Daniel Jones. And now we got to see if it's for real. Now we got to, was that a fluke or is there something there? So for me, New York Giants, Daniel Jones, X-Factor. Yeah, for me, it's Kirby Smart because the Philadelphia defense has gone all in on Georgia players, and they lost some veterans, and they're basically turning it over to the Georgia defense. They may start five guys this year that played at Georgia. So if Kirby Smart made the last two or three championship teams, had the defense that we think he did, and it was the best college defense I ever saw, then I think Philadelphia will have it as well. And as they go to those guys, it'll all be to how Kirby coached them up down in Athens. You didn't see that one coming, Shannon. I will not see that coming. All right, Matt, I'll start with you next. We're going to go to the NFC South. Who or what is the biggest X factor in deciding the NFC South? The first division you let me go first in is the worst division in football. I will go with Desmond Ritter from Atlanta. I want to see that. I want to go to, like I said, I don't want to watch any of these games, but to the extent I want to see someone, I want to see Cincinnati's former quarterback under the great Dave Ragone uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, has a chance to win the division, even though it is a terrible division, but Ritter will decide that. If he's an NFL quarterback, we'll find out this year. I think he can be. So I'm going to say Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. NFC South, terrible, terrible division. For me, the X factor is the Atlanta Falcons and Bijan Robinson. I don't know if I'm willing to say like you that maybe they could win the division, but maybe it becomes watchable every now and then if I could watch Bijan Robinson running around there and playing some exciting football there for the Falcons. So to make that South Division watchable every now and then, you know, I'm down here, I'm in South Florida. We get the Falcons game sometimes in our region. We get the Buccaneers sometimes. So I'm going Bijan Robinson, Atlanta, as the X factor. I feel like you didn't appreciate my Kirby Smart answer. You you acted like that was a bad. That's a great answer. Five of the eleven starters could be former Georgia. How can I prove to you how impressed I was that you pulled Kirby Smart out there? Well, I just felt like that was a good one. What's next? All right, the uh, X factor here, Zaz. I'll have you start. What's yeah, the like biggest X factor in the NFC West division? NFC West, who or what biggest X factor in de- deciding that division? All the attention goes to San Francisco. Everybody knows Arizona is going to be terrible, but for me, the X factor is the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith. What a great story Geno Smith was last year. They were a fun team from the very first, you know, Monday Night Football game last year. Uh, you know, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. We like Geno down here, South Florida. So for me, big X factor, especially against possible success for the 49ers, is the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I feel like 
none of these teams are going to be that different than what they were last year. I guess to the extent there is an X factor, it would be whether or not I get to see Trey Lance at all. Is he good enough to find his way on the field at all? Is he going to be third string? I think that'll be kind of fascinating to see. So I'm going to say him, but I think the 49ers win the division. I think the Rams will be better. I like the Geno pick. That's not a bad b- bad one, but I'll say Trey Lance. I want to see if do I, do I see him play this entire season. What's next? All right, the last division here in the NFC, Matt, you'll go first here. The biggest X factor in deciding the NFC North. I'm going to say DJ Moore with the Chicago Bears because Justin Fields had no one to throw to last year. They played. I'm a Bears fan. They played some exciting games last year. They lost them all right at the end, but it was in part because Fields had no one to throw the ball to. They bring in DJ Moore. He has a chance to be a big play receiver. I think with that, Fields can hit another level. If they do, the Bears have a chance to win the division, so I'll take the wide receiver who came over from Carolina. For me, I'm going with the X factor being the Green Bay Packers and specifically Jordan Love. Now, I don't think the Packers are going to be very good, but the Packers are one of the more interesting stories in the NFL because every time Jordan Love has either a really good game or a really bad game, we're going to then go over and see what kind of game did Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets have. So Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers, for me, that's an X factor in the NFC North. There you go. Good stuff. And I, I listen, it's not – let me just be clear. It's not that I think the intro music you played is somehow unworthy or anything. I just, I just think – It's time for – I mean, just think about – go back for a second. Go back. Stop it for just a second. I want you to think about – we come back from break. Everyone in America is like, what – are Canty and Carlin – oh, wait, they're not there. What are Jones and Zaslow going to say this segment? And everybody's on the edge of their seats, and then you come in with this. I mean, it's that's just a kid. very sad introduction. And, it, and I think what it does is it makes people question their decision to leave their house this morning. And Zaslow, I feel like that is why I don't enjoy that music as an intro. I think it's a swerve, swerve, bro. Like, you're waiting to see Matt Jones, Jonathan Zaslow, what kind of music they're going to bump in with, and it's like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Swerve, bro. bro? You've You've now given me banger and bro in a few seconds. Wow, See, he's going to buy, buy a sports car soon. We will talk about the Jets and which quarterback has the most on the line. Next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.